Video Game Pulse. Episode And I'm Dark Katakito. And you can fuck right <laughs> off. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We went, we both went there and didn't even plan it. So how's everybody? <laughs> Doing well. How are you? <laughs> Kaz is here. Hi, Kaz. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> And somebody over there's high on pain meds and is going to get a slap soon. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> mm. Dylan. So, uh, oh no, we got a Dylan's in the house. The, yeah, I'm just uh, gonna put him up on the desk. Breakdancing cat. Yeah, I'm gonna put him on the uh, So, how is everybody? Doing good. How are you? Surviving. Uh, yep. A lot going on today. Wet. The cat's wet. All sorts of things happening So he's been breakdancing break in the water bowl then? No, he's probably been sat in the bath knowing him. Yeah, yeah, our cat does that too. Oh actually. yeah, our cats love sitting in the... In the tub. Yeah. So, who's going yeah. first? Side notes, who's got what? Tail. I've got a cat smacking my mouse with his tail. Well, cats, cats chase... Do. Yeah, cats chase mice, so it seems oh, fine to me. The other one's in. <laughs> Well, cat's having a uh, bit of a cat issue over there. Yeah, I'm also a lot more alive than I have been recently. Mm. Mm. That's good. So anyway, side notes. Who's got what? Uh, tomorrow's my last day of work. Oh, nice. Awesome. You alluded to this last uh, show. Last show, yes. But you did not go into further details. Yeah, because it wasn't uh, cemented yet. And now it is. 
And oh my god, I'm so happy. Finally gonna be uh, leaving the bishes behind. Probably to run into new bishes, but at least I'm leaving the old bishes behind. Yep, so you got a new job. Yep. Everything's going uh, good right now then. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, side notes. Uh, I have, we've been busy this week. It's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Today specifically, however, um, as I was at the dentist about four hours ago with that first appointment to get prepped for a crown Mm -hmm. because that's $500 I didn't need in my pocket, Mm. which technically is the half that I'm, you know, responsible for because I have insurance apparently. Apparently. (laughs) But yeah, I didn't need that $500, but. Yeah, the prep anyway, that went well, but he was cranking on my jaw for about th- about a good solid two hours, and uh, that was exciting. So, yeah, afterwards, I was supposed to do something else afterwards, but eh, it didn't really feel like it. <laughs> yeah, I was really surprised when uh, you poked me on Twitter and you were like, yeah, I'm just getting out the dentist. I was like, seriously? <laughs> like, I expected you were out the dentist eons ago. I thought you were going to say, I, you know, I've been waiting for them to finish my car up. <laughs> nope. It's like, oh, good God. <laughs> Yeah, that'll be tomorrow's adventure. That is a problem for tomorrow to solve. Mm. So uh, when is uh, when are you getting your crown finished? Crown is going to be three weeks from now. They're going to have the, the the actual crown in, and then they'll glue it in place, and Jesus that'll be Christ, that. Christ, that's ridiculous. Three mm. weeks. Yeah. With a filed down tooth. Uh, they they put a temporary cap over the top of it. Oh, God. Mm. So that it's not just ex- they didn't just you know core it out and get it prepped and then leave it like that. That's no. uh, they got a like a very soft temporary thing over the top of it, which feels very weird. <laughs> I'm sure. I yeah, can feel dope. it with my, I can feel it with my back teeth, and it's like it's very spongy. Mm. Yeah, just don't bite anything hard on it. Mm. Try not to. No chewing forks. And no promises on that front. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's what I got going on specifically today, uh, and I don't believe there's much else for me as far as it pertains to video games. I've been playing a lot of titles I've already played a lot in the past, so nothing mm. really exciting in that front. But yeah, that's pretty much all I've got going on. Kaz, what do you got going on? Uh, we think we finally bottomed down. Why I've been so ill for the past two months, mm. and it happens to be the medication they gave me. Oh dear. Hmm. You two know very well how ill I've been. Oh yeah. I've been a complete zombie 99% of the time. Mm-hmm. And um, I was re- I got a new prescription like five days ago now. So I just thought, I'm going to read the leaflet, see if any of this is because of this. About 80% of the symptoms of the medication. So yeah. Oh dear. So you have to go and see if they can give you something else? Um, I've got to wait till the 11th of October before we could get in. Because universal healthcare. Well, it's not just that. It's because mum works full time. And I, I can't actually leave the house on my own. Ah, fair enough. As pitiful as that sounds for a near 30-year-old, I have major anxiety issues. Oh, I know you do. Like, it, it's legit. I, I will vouch for her here. Yeah, you two know me very well. Mm-hmm. Because you two actually notice it when I'm out with you guys over there on our own. Yeah. Which I do appreciate you two do look after me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's uh, going to be fun. Yeah. 
hopefully they can give me something that isn't going to screw about. Hopefully. Also, I found out said medication was a muscle relaxant. Right. Do you know how bad a muscle relaxant is for someone who suffers with Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome? <laughs> because all my joints are loose. Yeah. Muscle relaxants make all the ligaments and muscles go really loose. Not a good combination. But I will say this much, my shoulder has been in bliss with it. Because it ain't been dislocated. Oh yeah. I am back in pain, but I'd rather be in pain than be a complete zombie that literally cannot move out of bed. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Uh... Minor side note, though, you haven't explained why you're so quiet. Well, that's because you know I moved the computer up into the spare room. Unfortunately, there is a lot of stuff we have to pay for at the moment. So I have no soundproofing in here yet. And my neighbour's wall is ten inches from my face. So I've got to be really quiet with it. Yeah, because we're recording at 7pm Eastern, which is midnight over there. It'll be yeah. fine. Send it. I have, I have got, I have got curtains now. They'll most likely be going up at weekend, so that will dampen some of the sound. Mm. But yeah, we managed to salvage the old computer desk. All we did was rip the top of it off, and this just about fits, which is perfect. Yeah. But yeah, we've got things like flights to save up for yet. Vet bills to deal with life to deal with so mm, i know about this yep soundproof panels kind of got put on the back burner <laughs> we will get some but hopefully the curtains will dampen the noise quite a lot when they go up they usually do well they'll be literally three inches away from me yeah I mean, that should work out pretty well i'm right next to the window in this room it's so bad that even though we've got a blackout blind in here when it's sunny it hits the window frame and absolutely blinds me. <laughs> so right now there is a cardboard box that's been pulled apart that is stuck up with duct tape. Yep. I've because seen photos, it's amazing. <laughs> ingenious engineering. Mm. Duct tape engineer. Yeah, I put a picture on the, with it stuck all up my arm. She found it hilarious because I was finally held together with actual duct tape. It was great. <laughs> Yeah, she loved that one. <laughs> yep. Uh, I don't know. Is there anything else going on? Uh, we went out to dinner the other day. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah, I wanted to kill the pair of you for that. <laughs> oh, man. The uh, Texas Roadhouse is an amazing place. Mm. Four meals plus drinks plus an extra onion that I took home was still under $100 subtotal and just over $100 for tax. That place is ridiculously cheap for the amount of food they give you. It's a good time. It really is. I love going there. And then yesterday I went out to lunch with my friend Annalise, which was also a lot of fun. First time in a very long time I've been out with someone, so that was really nice. Yeah, you're as unsocial as me. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not too far behind. Yeah, yeah she, but to, uh, to be fair, you two actually know how to socialize. <laughs> yeah, she knows that, you know, I've been a hermit for a very long time, so she was patient with me, because I had some questions about how things work, you know, like for paying and all that. Okay, even I know how to do that. Well, not so much that, it was more just that, you know, she invited me out, and I said, you know, are we buying our own stuff, or, you know, how does that go? And she was like, yeah, we'll buy our own stuff. I'm like, okay, cool. 
And I said to him, I'm like, you know, it's been out so long since I've been out with anyone, I forgot what the standard protocol is for that kind of thing. Yeah, see, I do, in a way, I'm better at lifing with money than you, but socially I'm far behind. Well, no, it wasn't even just the money. It was just the fact of who's paying for what. And yeah, how no, I'm just, I'm just saying, though. I'm... Like, what is proper for social etiquette in that regard? When it comes to finances and such, I kind of know what I'm doing. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> You're better at so the social part. Okay, look, I need amiibos, okay? We've been over this. <laughs> yeah, all my money is saved until I really have to use it. And I even feel guilty buying Pokemon cards these days. We've been over this, okay? Amiibos are important. <laughs> Get off me. <laughs> yeah, you're taking me to Best Buy next year. Yes. You will never have to ask me twice to go to Best Buy. <laughs> yeah, Best Buy is so, always a good time. Always a good like time. Like I said, I might be having to use the pair of you as crutches by next year. That's okay. We'll make it work somehow. Yeah, I've deteriorated, but I am damn well not giving up. Yeah, there you go. I mean, I'm fed up to shit and back of everything, but you know what? I've got to just get on with it, as exactly. I always have. And all these whining that they're in so much pain with just a normal headache, it's like, yeah, try living with mine. <laughs> yeah. Because you get actual migraines, like legit migraines. Yeah, you've seen how I get flawed. Oh, yeah. I can't even lift my head up when I get one of them. Mm-hmm. Yep. But it's like we said, though, we you know, the dragon's always broken. Always broken. No, but that's yeah. okay. We still at, love it. At least today we get the ASMR dragon. Yes, ASMR dragon. All right. I don't think there's much else for side notes. Um, as far as news, I... Again, it's yet another, like, the third or fourth show in a row where I thought there was more news than there was. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I've forgotten anything major or not. I don't think so. Now that I look back, it doesn't seem that that much actually happened, even though I remember more happening. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I do believe we should head on off to the news. Hey. All right. News. News. Uh, seven tabs we got to go through today. Yep. And uh, again, like I said, I thought there was more news than there is. You always seem to. Yeah, I know. It's the last couple of shows that have seemed like there's been more. But then when I go back and look, it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Not that much. Give it a month and there's going to be news everywhere. Yep. Uh, Billy Mitchell is back in the news. Of course he is. He is now uh, threatening legal action over his uh, Donkey Kong scores that have since been stripped from him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The uh, he is threatening legal action against the sanctioning bodies who threw out his high scores. Uh, after finding out they were Ill illegitimate, which kind of makes say, sense. What case is he trying to make here? It was proven that they were not legit. This week, lawyers for Mitchell sent a letter to Twin Galaxies and Guinness World Records, demanding that both retract their claims against Billy Mitchell and restore the scores to the World Records leaderboards, where Mitchell had been a fixture since the early 1980s. Attorneys. Yeah, because Guinness World Records is really going to put a cheater back on the high scores. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Again, that as far as happen. yeah, as far as uh, Dark God's question here of uh, what, what you know, yeah, what case is he trying to make? I don't know. <laughs> what legal action can he possibly take? I again, I don't know. It's um, 
the video it'll evidence be. is pretty. You know uh, what it'll be? It'll be. An, oh my god, you hurt my feelings because I cheated like a dickhead. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but the video of him doing the record, people have compared that with actual arcade boards versus the uh, Mame. Uh, what is it called? The the emulator. Emulator. The Mame emulator. Uh, and they load in differently. Yeah. And uh, his video clearly loads in like the Mame emulator. So yep. it's you know it's pretty cut and dry. So I don't know as to what case they have, but. Hey, I mean, you know, I wish him the best of luck, right. though I don't know how far that'll get him. Yeah. Just another snowflake that's crying because he got caught out. Basically, yes. Yeah. Just get on with life. As will we. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Yet another swatting attempt. Oh, boy. In Ohio. Oh, for God's sake. Uh, that uh, a fake 911 call that sent dozens of police officers and a SWAT team to Medina County, Ohio, uh, home in the middle of the night, was made by a video gamer, according to detectives. Oh, boy. Medina County Sheriff's Office is investigating the incident as a case of swatting. These idiots in the minority are what are giving us bad names as gamers. Yep. Exactly. I really wish they would just fuck off. Yeah, 911 caller gave the operator, said he was 17 years old, had an AR-15, was going to do all sorts of things, uh, yada yada. You could probably paint the picture yourself. It's yeah. pretty, you know, cut and dry yeah, what kind of call it was. Yeah, I hope they track him. I hope they track the bastard that did it. Yeah, I like it, it, more severe punishments need to happen for people that actually do this because it's, it's not funny. Nope. No, it's it, not. It never has been. Not only um, does it ha harm an entire group of people, it harms the individual psychologically. It wastes mm -hmm. thousands upon thousands of dollars of resources. And, and, yeah, and that just and as has happened in the past, it's killed people. Yes, mm -hmm. and we'll get to that in a second. But the uh, but yeah, with the it's not just dollar amounts, but it's also the time. The time, yeah. Of uh, these police officers and SWAT teams have to be called out to someone's house when they could be doing other things at the same time. It's, Not it's... to mention all the stress on them poor police officers think they're going to a live shooting. Exactly. And then, like I yeah. said, it makes all the group, the gaming community look like absolute arseholes. Yeah, it's a sad state we live in for sure. It really yeah, is. Because it only takes one moron to tar us all with the same brush. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, moving on, on the same... You know, kind of story length there with swatting. Uh, the one that did result in uh, fatality from the uh, the what's what was the guy's name that actually did the swatting? Do you remember him? Uh, I cannot I remember, remember his... the name. Cassie Viner. No, that's not the that's or... not the dude. Uh, I know what you're talking about, but I cannot remember the name. Uh, yeah, it was the Wichita, Kansas one. Yeah, that, it was uh, Kansas. Tyler Barris, Barris was okay. the yeah the swatastic or whatever the hell his online name was okay. that he uh, he was the one who called in the swatting the gamer that actually uh, put him up to it between the two people that were uh, feuding on the Call of Duty match uh, the one that put that hired Casey or that that hired uh, Barris Barris to do the swatting Casey Viner uh, was officially sentenced to 15 months in prison for his involvement in the fatal incident. Good. He was he done so last Friday. Yeah. yeah, it's not long enough, but it's a step. It's a step in the right direction. He's 19 years old, too, by the way. Yep. Yeah, he 
it's premeditated murder, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. And it should be treated as such. Or at least conspiracy to commit. Yeah, yeah. conspiracy sh- to commit murder, that's what I would say. It should be locked up for at least 20 years for that. It's uh, taken it- an innocent man's life. Yeah. Well, as far as Tyler Barris, yes, I would say that. Uh, as far as Casey Viner, probably five years. I'd mm. say more than that. Throw the book at him. Yeah, again, until actual real-world consequences come to these people's, you know, way, they're going to keep doing it. Exactly. There's a group. There's an entire group of shitheads on the internet that think it's funny. Mm-hmm. And it just, it's astonishing to me how anyone finds it hilarious. It. What world do we live in? Yeah, so there's that. Yeah, I'm uh, not going to about... answer that one because I will just rage. <laughs> <laughs> You're not alone. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's much else we can really say about it without repeating ourselves. But yeah, so at least he did get some time in his involvement in it. A bit lenient as far as I'm concerned, especially if he gets out for good behavior. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. A French court has ruled that Valve is violating European uh, consumer law. Oh, this is bullshit. So uh, Valve has also uh, vowed that they will be appealing the French court's decision on the anti-consumer ban on digital games resale. This is stupid because if you're buying (laughs) a games key, you're buying the games key and the money's going to the developer. You can't resell a games key without removing it from your account completely, for one. For two, it doesn't... A key doesn't actually have a monetary value to it, when you think about it. If you're buying a physical copy, you've got a physical copy of the game that can be handed around. Trying to resell game keys is just a stupid thing. And I mean, for God's sake, how many of us get our Steam keys in Humble Bundles yeah. for next to nothing? If someone then wants to go and sell on one of them games, what's stopping them from selling them on for way more than they paid for it? I mean, there's no system to detect where you got your Steam key from and for what price. It might say it came from one of Humble's pools, but it won't say how much you paid for the thing. Yeah, I don't know how much uh, ground Valve has to stand with this one, because the the European copyright or the consumer laws are pretty black and white the way they're currently written. Yeah, yeah. And they specifically say that consumers have the right to resell their goods that they've bought and or they've that they've purchased. <laughs> that and they've bought them. They've they've bought and I done do speech or good, I tell you what. <laughs> uh but yeah, no, and and you know, d- not just Steam but all digital goods as far as I, as long as i can remember have always been uh you know all sales are final yeah yeah because it's not a physical product which makes perfect sense i don't know i'm 50 50 on how this goes because it's always struck me as odd how you can't resell games you've bought digitally but at but the, the same time I, is... I see the other side of the argument as well yeah yeah my worry is what's to stop people becoming unscrupulous like certain resale sites that I will not mention the name of but yeah, starts that, that, with is the, true. that starts with a colour yeah that's definitely a very good point like I said it's a difficult art, a difficult kind of thing this because both sides make about as much sense as the other like you can look at it in so many different ways and be like yeah okay I see what you mean with this 
But until we figure out a system that could be reliable, like, I don't know what the solution would be to something like this. Yeah, if this stayed in in existence, how would you go about making a marketplace for getting rid of your Steam keys? And how would Valve ensure that you could not then copy that game onto another system and still play it? Yeah, because it was if it was a matter of just like removing the game from your Steam account and getting a certain amount of money back for it, like maybe that could work. But I don't know how they would quantify that. They'll hit like the nail on the head. It, how like what kind of hours you put into it, where it originally came from. Like there's so many variables with this kind of thing. Yeah, they'll hit the nail on the head. It'll hurt the indie devs more than the big ones. It is true, yeah. That is definitely true. That is absolutely true. <clears throat> it won't even phase the big developers because they've got enough leeway to put massive sales on constantly. Yeah. These indie devs, every key they sell is money to them. And even then, it's not that much money because of the further percentages they get. Yeah. I don't know. Like you said, I can see both sides of the coin on yeah, this Yeah, I'm very 50-50 on this. <coughs> we'll it have to really keep a very close have, eye on how yeah. this turns out. Yeah, it really doesn't have a clear way of how it could be resolved where both sides would be happy. Yeah, I don't really know what, what else to say about it, though. We'll have to keep a close eye on this. Uh, yeah, definitely. This court case, for sure. Mm-hmm. Moving on, uh, very quickly, just, just letting everyone know, Death Stranding has gone gold. Oh, boy. So uh, yeah, it is. Uh, it is definitely uh, on its way. We will see how this goes. I'm actually shocked we're seeing it in 2019. I am actually really surprised that it's gone gold already. I was not <laughs> expecting to see this game until next year. Yeah, it's it's Norman Fetus Simulator 2019. I was to say, is everybody ready for the creepy baby? <laughs> no, the answer is no. <laughs> I am in agreement. Hell no. It well, will happen anyway, and well, you will not ready be ready. Because that's going to be every single person's thumbnail, is that baby. Oh, uh, yep. So, yeah, that's gone gold. Uh, Sony had a uh, State of Play event the other day. A uh, couple things got announced. Nothing. Uh, there's only one huge thing that came out of it that everyone's freaking out over. Uh, other than the one huge thing, not a whole lot else couple bits here and there and then they dropped a trailer for the last of us 2 mm. which uh then also gave the release date for it which everyone's freaking out over oh boy uh it doesn't say in this article we have specifically in front of us but i believe it was february 21st 2020 uh february 21st or 2nd somewhere in that yeah somewhere time. in that vicinity february 2020 is when february 20 something 2020 is yep. when it's, it's this february 20 something is I forget exactly when it was. It's not. I'm actually shocked. This article that I've got in front of me does not specifically say when the uh, the actual date is. Yeah. But this is going to be good, though. I'm so ready to get back oh, to yeah. The Last of Us. I'm ready for it. It's supposedly uh, Naughty Dog's biggest game yet, and it has been confirmed to be single player only. Good. Absolutely good, because The Last of Us is not a multiplayer game. Yeah, they tried to force it on the other one. Yeah. Was, it, was it the first one, or did it? Was it a remake of it? Or I don't remember when they tried that, but it didn't work. <laughs> no, this is going to be a fantastic game. I'm. Or am I thinking so of something else? I may be thinking of something else. I'm not sure. And then, of course, if you've got PS Plus, you get the first one free, which was uh, dropped the other day in our server. 
Mm. Yeah, with Zaldera in the chat saying that uh, single pl- didn't the games industry say single player is dead? <laughs> I know. We questioned that the moment it happened because not only were they saying that, but at the same time when that fir- when that phrase first started getting started, Skyrim had only just come out and it was only yeah. a few months old at that point in time, and Skyrim was dominating everything. Exactly. And Skyrim like- to this day is one of the most popular games on Steam. So yeah. That well and truly said screw you to the idiots that said that. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. The Last of Us Part 1 was probably one of my favorite games of all time. So I really hope that this has just as much impact. One can hope. We'll have to wait and see. Yep. And then the final bit of news. (laughs) I heard about this. Just when you think. It doesn't have any more gas left in the tank. Oh, Bethesda. Oh, for, what have they done now? Not so, just Bethesda. Fallout 76 is back in Fallout the news. Fallout 76. <laughs> what have they done this time? So, uh, approximately 20,000 Fallout 76 power armor helmets. You know, the, you remember the ones that, that the, you know. Yeah, oh, the ones I heard about this. Have been recalled. For mold exposure. Oh, Bethesda, can you not do a single thing right? <laughs> it's the gift that keeps on giving. Yes. Oh my god. When I heard about this, I could only face plant. <sighs> because it, it, it's, all, it's not just the fact that this happened, it's that it's Fallout 76. Fallout 76, Again. Yeah. Again. I really... Really hope they get their acting gear for the Elder Scrolls Six. Yeah, they one probably can hope. won't, but we'll see. Wishful thinking. <laughs> Got to keep it positive. Oh my god, Fallout seventy six is like the meme that never dies. <laughs> yes, I uh, they're being yeah, from I, the power I armor really edition. hope Elder Scrolls Six come brings back the glory days. Uh, well, knowing Bethesda, it's going to be. Unofficial, okay, so, unofficial patch in two days. Yeah, yeah. the uh, the helmets that are being recalled are not from the uh, Power Armor edition, but are instead a different line of helmets sold exclusively by GameStop. Right. The Fallout seventy six Power Armor edition helmets are unaffected. Still, though, Fallout seventy six, the meme that never dies. Oh boy. Yep. Yep. Can't make it up. <laughs> even Can't if you tried. Can't make it up. I don't believe there's anything else that could be said about it. It's just a thing. If if yours is affected, you probably are already aware of it. Uh, There's ways to get it, uh, you know, sent in so they can be dealt with. But, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, That's all we have for news. Mm. Uh, Anything else, or should we head on off to the forum? Uh, There is a PS4 coming out that's a special edition for oh, yeah. James There's uh, oh, yeah, Death, the Stranding. Death Stranding. It actually looks pretty it nice. It looks though. really awesome. It's got the it's, uh, it's black the and white. white. Yeah, it's, it's actually kind of two-tone because I noticed on mine it doesn't have this, but this one is like white and then black in the middle and then white on the bottom for the actual console. And then on the top it has the two black handprints on it, which look really clean. That looks really nice. Does look pretty sharp. Mm-hmm. Then, you've got the and creep- it's a- then you've got the creepy controller. Yep. Yeah, it's got a... Uh, kind of partially translucent orange controller. Mm. Looks kind of wild. And it, it's a PS4 Pro, though, isn't it? I believe uh-huh. so, yes. PS4 Pro, one terabyte. Yep. 
Yeah, it is pretty sharp looking. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there's nothing else, we can head on off to the forum. Yay. All righty. Forum. So this week we have the VQP 337 topic, scariest enemy in a video game. What is the scariest enemy you've ever faced in a video game, visually or auditory? First in is Midnight Crow? Crew? Crew. Midnight Crew. Uh, two enemies come to mind, one from my childhood and one from now that I'm an adult. Minus spoilers for Silent Hill and Soma Ahead. Uh, the one from my childhood is the little ghost baby from the first Silent Hill. It can't harm you in any way, but it's... But entering the room, it saying causes your enemy detecting radio to turn to full blast. I remember watching my mom play it and being really unnerved by this weird little creature shuffling around right outside your torch's illumination range. And the one from my adulthood is Yoshida Jin from Soma. You encounter him in the deepest part of the base you've ever been in, and the jerky, unnatural way he moves is what really got to me the first time I saw him. He can also go from very slowly shambling about to power walking towards you with terrifying speed in no time at all. Nope, 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 nope. Do not want. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a no-go. Up next is Yotaro Vegeta. Uh, I think the most frightening enemy in a video game is any enemy I have to defeat using button prompts. <laughs> uh, so Spider-Man for PS4 is one of the scariest games of all time. That's good. I like the that answer. QTE. I like that answer. Uh, next in is Elk Zero. Scariest enemy? That's hard to say. On one hand, I want to say most recently was Mr. X from Resident Evil 2 Remake. That dude will follow you in almost any room in the game, inside, outside, in the nest, near the end game, and even as the facility is blowing up. On the other hand, there are thematic stuff on the Silent Hill end of things, like the Abstract Daddy, especially when you figure out why it looks so awkward and you're like, oh, fuck, no, that's messed up. I guess it's a toss-up between those two. Both very good choices. I remember that enemy from Silent Hill 2. That thing was freaky as hell. Yeah, Pyramid Head. No, not Pyramid Head. The Abstract Daddy. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. yeah. The, uh, yeah, the really disturbing one. Yeah. Though Pyramid Head is pretty freaky, too. He is, too, but yeah. Yeah, I'll cover up the gift so you don't get distracted by it. No, it's there. I can see it. I know it's there. All right. Next in is Black Magic 4444 with an amazing signature. <laughs> uh, I think we all know what enemy is the scariest enemy in game history. Mimics. Yes, mimics. They can uh, be anyone or anything. Mostly things you want to get. They are scary in the sense that they annoy the poo poo padoo out of you. <laughs> I'm waiting for a developer to make a dungeon full of mimics where you don't get any rewards. Yes. Uh, the mimics uh, he's referring to come out of the new uh, Prey game. I believe that's what he's referring to, yes. It's the Prey remake. Yes. Which, those things are freaky as hell. Yeah, that, that is a hell of a concept. For like, a... every time you enter a room, anything in that room could potentially jump out in your face. Yeah. It's yeah. very The mimics can mimic anything so there'll be like a chair or a cup on a table or or a health pack it could even be you could come up and go oh go and you go up to it or like some ammo and be like oh yay there's some ammo and you just get right in your face it's just <laughs> i know yep what was your pick uh my pick was mr x from uh, resident evil 2 remake it has been a very, very long time since I've gotten legitimately freaked out by anything in a game. But this fucking guy, man. Like, uh, I think it was... Who was it that also picked him? 
Uh, it was Al Jazeera, yeah. It was Al Jazeera that also picked him. Like you said, this guy will follow you through every room in, like, this game, except for, like, one or two select ones where you can kind of lose him if he's really on your ass. But just the concept of there being an enemy that you cannot get rid of that is constantly stalking you, and you can hear him moving around him. He has very heavy footsteps, and you can just hear him, like, rounding a corner somewhere, or, like, you can hear him above you. And it's like, oh my god, this guy gave me so much legit anxiety the first time I played through that game. Like, it was unreal. Yep, and uh, my pick was, uh, they're officially called Stingers. Stingers, yeah. Uh, in Satisfactory, they're, uh, those are the spiders. Spiders. And I'm not normally one to be freaked out by spiders. These are not just ordinary spiders. <laughs> the, these are anywhere from ankle biter status to as big as your player character. Mm-hmm. Or and, bigger. Uh, and, furthermore... Dark God hasn't seen this yet, uh-huh. but I just came to uh, an area where I've gotten to my first uh, official uranium node in the in the game. And this cave where this uranium node is, there's a large stinger in the cave that's that has like a green hue to it that also spits out poison. Oh, boy. It's like an irradiated spider, <laughs> which is just... Ugh. Yeah, these the sounds are these things make, I think, is the worst because it it's is. Just... Yeah, the sound design for these enemies are on point. No, 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 they're not on point. They're they're beyond the point at this rate. <laughs> yeah, they're freaky. Oh yeah, they are. They will get your attention for sure. All right, that was a really good forum discussion. That was. Uh, what do we got for next uh, next time? I have no idea. I love how you just forgot me there. Oh, do you have something? I asked you an hour ago and you said you didn't... I remember one thing that scared the living shit out of me the first time I saw it. Go for it. Giant frostbite spiders. Oh yeah, from Skyrim. (laughs) That first battle with that giant wounded frostbite spider scared the shit out of me the first time. (laughs) Those things are freaky because they drop down from the ceiling as well. Yeah, the first run through it literally dropped on my damned head. Yep. I can deal with them now, but the first time I saw that thing, I froze, because I don't particularly <laughs> like spiders. As I say, you have a thing with spiders to begin with, so... Has Cass seen the stingers in Satisfactory? I don't believe so. Ooh, <laughs> that's bad. You have to be showing this. Oh my god. No. There's things in the cave, by the way. <laughs> There's things in the cave, by the way. <laughs> I need to uh, put this picture up on Discord to show you why I don't like spiders much. Go for it. Oh yeah, I remember that. Cats had a bit of a spider problem the other day. Nice. You know that how was in her house. That was above my damned head. You know. I've how... had similar experiences with spiders in Florida. <laughs> you know how big that thing is. It's over two inches. Matter of fact, I've had legit similar experiences with about the same size spider. Uh, when I was down in my uh, grandfather's house down in Florida in Orlando, there's a. It's not exactly the. Well, it's not that it wasn't a well built house. It's just that it's old house. Yeah, yeah, like mine is. There's a there's a crack right down through the wall, and it's like out in the hallway, just outside the bedroom. There's a spider on the wall that size, and you can see right through the crack that it's standing on, right through into where you know my bedroom is in there. And it's like, all right, <laughs> okay then. 
Yeah, this time of the year, that thing on the curtain is actually pretty much harmless to us. The smaller ones are the ones that are venomous. But those things run at such speed they can be across the living room in two seconds. Oh yeah. You've seen them in here. Mm-hmm. You shit yourself as well. Oh yeah, these things are like shit fast. <laughs> but it's September. Now is breeding season for house spiders. Yep. So all the male house spiders are getting into people's homes and just appearing like that. Yeah. And they can be even bigger than that thing. Mm-hmm. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Whole lot of nope. I am with the Zaldera gif there. Yep. All right. So who's got an idea for forum for next time? I don't know. I would like to do another one similar to this because this one was really good. All right. Forum for next time. As kind of an opposition to the forum from this time, what is the most non-threatening enemy that you've ever seen in a video game? It doesn't have to be a boss or like an even a proper character. Just any kind of enemy that you any, face. Any uh, any adversary. Any adversary. Little tiny monster, giant boss, you name it. But something that was just absolutely pathetic. <laughs> it absolutely does not deserve to be an enemy. Anything from a snail on Maple Story right up to the hardest boss on some R18 gore. Well, if it's the hardest boss, it probably wouldn't be considered a pathetic enemy, but... Well, it depends oh, on the person. Oh, maybe to you it could be. Yeah, to you it could be, I suppose. It depends if you're so good at a game you just absolutely destroy the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Alright. Um, now that we're done with the forum, are we going to do a review, or are we just going to go straight to final thoughts? Because as far as games we've played in the last few weeks, we really had don't know what we're reviewing or first looking or what are we doing with I'd that. I'd say just yeah, wait I'm, for it. Yeah, I'm going to take a little more time with mine, I think. Okay. All right, that means uh, we're going to be heading off to the final thoughts. Yep. All right, final thoughts. Who's hey. got what? Uh, we've been watching a lot of anime recently. We do have lots of anime to have uh -oh. gone through. Yes. Yeah, I actually I watched the um, dub episode of Dragon Ball Super a few days ago, the one where Goku finally awakens full Ultra Instinct. I have uh -huh. to say, the English dub actually did it right. Very good. Normally, they one thing I found with Dragon Ball especially is the English dub over dubs it. Mm. They put voices in where there's no voices. And they tend to put sentences in where they don't need to. You know, where mm. the original's got maybe one word. Again, it's still better than what was dubbed, you know, like back in the early 2000s. Oh, I disagree with that in some points. <laughs> it depends Sup on the show entirely. I think Sup it's highly dependent on the show. Super's hit or miss in certain places. Yeah. It really, I, I mean, I've watched the... English and I've watched the Japanese version it is hit or miss in some places and the animation is atrocious in some of the episodes but um, this one I watched it a few days ago it was perfect to the Japanese version there was no ridiculous tangents or anything in it and I can nice. honestly say that is one of the best dubbed episodes I have seen 
We still need to get you to uh, watch the dub of uh, Princess Principal. Yes, Because I got to get your opinion on the uh, British accents that are used within that uh, English dub. Yep. Well, I'm there in a year from now. Actually, less than a year from now. Yeah, we need to get that show on Blu-ray because that was a really good show. That was a good I show. I really liked Princess Principal. I was going to say, I'm there less than a year from now. You can be a cushion. Make sure your bed's got room for me. And I will happily watch it. Yeah, make some popcorn. We'll have a nice little anime night. That'll be great. Fed yep. the popcorn. Get me some uh, Tostitos. <laughs> they can do that too. I'll have the popcorn. You can have the Tostitos. <laughs> you know what I mean. Fritos oh, I and Tostitos cheese dip. Mm-hmm. Give me the plastic cheese dip and I am very, very happy. <laughs> And for those in the chat that aren't American, Tostitos cheese dip is bloody divine. It's really good. It's like a plastic cheese dip, but it is so tasty. <laughs> I can go through two jars of that in a week over there. You can, it's true. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah, I've had the, uh, I've had the uh, queso with the, yeah, I think it was the queso salsa alga because it had peppers in the last time. Mm. And a real spicy kick to it. <laughs> I didn't get the hot one, I got the medium, but oh my god, it was good. <laughs> mm. Especially with Fritos. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah, you two know what We definitely know, know I'm junk like. food. <laughs> oh, no, we're not too far away. You two know what I'm like. When I'm over there, there are very specific junk foods I want. <laughs> Which is all of them. Which is all of them, let's be honest. Yeah, I can't eat five guys, though, because of my stomach, which sucks. That does suck. Uh, oh, Alga, no, I did do it. that. Alga saying heat the stuff up, I actually did in the cabin. Mm-hmm. I threw some on a, uh, a paper plate and heated it up. Oh my god, that was good. Though it made it about five times spicier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll do that. Yeah, mm. though, this is me who eats sriracha straight from the jar. Also true. Mm. Yeah, I have an iffy stomach, yet I love spicy food so much I eat sriracha out the jar. <laughs> I just put it straight on stuff. Yeah. I have to be really careful. Yeah, I have to be really careful and douse it down with yogurt mint dressing now because of my stomach, but I love the taste of sriracha. <laughs> and nowadays I'm happy because I can walk into Tesco and actually buy Goose brand sriracha. You know that you get over there. Yeah. I can just walk in Tesco and buy it now. Nice. And that whole thing of use it within eight weeks is bullshit because I've had my current jar open three months and it's fine. <laughs> you literally need so little of it to flavour a dish. I'm going to show you what I can come up with when I come over there. Because I make this mess in a pan now that I usually dump too much sriracha in it for my own good. But it is so filling. It's literally rice noodles. You know, thin rice noodles. Uh-huh. So rice vermicelli. Yeah. Boiled potatoes, which then get thrown in the pan. Mm. Usually an onion or two types of onion. Whatever meat I'm having on the day, it can be anything from chicken to hot dogs. And then I put soy sauce, sriracha and Chinese seasoning in, and oh my god, that is the best meal ever. That sounds good. When I don't want food... I can just throw that together and actually stomach it because there is nothing in that that sets my stomach off. Mm. Except when I put too much sriracha in. (laughs) (laughs) 
but like I said, we have something over here called Yogurt Mint Dressing by Crucials. I really wish they'd start selling over in the US because that stuff is really good. Nice. And it mixes well with any kind of spice. And mixes really well with Mexican stuff. Because I had a burrito earlier on that was really Cajun type and I put Yogurt Mint on that and it was like, oh. Nice. <sighs> that was a good burrito. Yeah, you two will notice my cooking's changed again by the time I come over. Yeah. It's not plain stuff. Oh yeah, that's what else I put in, spinach. Mm. I just shred spinach. You've been up. eating a lot of spinach recently. It just goes with everything and it gives me a few of the vitamins I need. That is true. The thing is, once you put baby leaf spinach in a pan, there is no bitter spinach taste at all. It just wilts down and mi mingles in with everything. So it's actually really good with food, and a good way of bulking it out. Yeah. Yeah, there's that, and I have been experimenting with the pasta sauces again. Oh no. No, the sauce is the boss. <laughs> oh, I made, a, I made a pasta sauce with everything in it. And I mean everything. It filled my entire sauté pan. Nice. Yeah, it had everything from broccoli, onions, I can't remember what meat I had, I think it was sausages. I had some potatoes in that as well. I found that potatoes actually go really well with pasta and rice vermicelli when it's done in the sauté pan. And I would, I would recommend to any of our listeners, buy a sauté pan. Because you can make what? one pot meals that easily in them. One of these days we should just have an episode where Kaz teaches us to cook. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not an expert. I've just learnt by experiment. <laughs> you know this. I learnt by experimenting. Yeah. And for some Food reason, pulse, my... there we go. That's Food our next pulse. Idea. I was gonna say, for some reason, my cooking just comes out well. That is it like, does. Kaz is a great. Cook. That is like one of like the really few is. things I can do. Mm -hmm. Though nowadays it's with two wrist splints and sat down. <laughs> yeah. Well. Uh, you actually got to do it. Yeah. My. Because I use heavy non-stick pans, I can't actually lift them up anymore yeah. without pain. That's how bad my wrists have gotten. So I'm stood there, sat there with two wrist splints on, trying to cut stuff up without slicing the splint. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing too bad so far. But yeah, that's an experience I've had to learn. Mm -hmm. But you know what? I've got to adjust, I've just got to get on with it. Exactly. And my problem is, like I said, I use very heavy pans. Because I, pur <laughs> yep. I purposely bought pans that don't need any oil whatsoever. I can fry an egg in them things and they don't stick. You know, fry an egg with zero oil. Mm -hmm. That's how good they are. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. But you know what? I don't care. I make good food in them. Yeah. Which is always the point. Exactly. The uh anyway, getting back to something we said earlier though, uh anime. Anime. Yes, we watched uh we've been seeing we're on the third show in the last two weeks. Yes. Uh what have we seen? Uh first one we watched was the helpful fox Senko san, which that was so cute. That was oh your choice. God. That was my choice. That show was adorable. It was a lot more akin to Dragon Maid than I expected it to yeah. be. Yeah, it's Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. If you really love that show, then uh, yeah, if Helpful you really Fox, Senko-san is right in the same alley. Yeah, if you like Dragon Maid, give Senko-san a chance because it is very much in the same vein. 
Uh, yeah, after that was that, nice and cute. Yeah, that was that was really good. That was I liked really that a lot. cute. Uh, after that, it was my choice. I chose Isekai Quartet. <laughs> that show uh, was a trip. That was interesting. That um, was a trip. We saw that whole thing in one night. <laughs> one night. It was a, it was a short, so it goes fast. Yeah, each episode was only about ten, 10 minutes, ten, 11, ten or so minutes, a little over. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that that show was a trip and a half. Yeah, it just goes to show. Uh, I'm honestly curious if the whole idea of that show was somebody was dared to try to make something in which the Konosuba cast wasn't like stupid or annoying or obnoxious. <laughs> Yeah, they they still kind of were because it highlights how useless they actually yeah, are. Yeah, I know. It highlights how much more useful everybody else is. But it's like, hey, is it possible to make a show where we have the Konosuba cast who aren't constantly just wanting me to throw something at the TV? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You really did not like that cast. I hate the Konosuba. Yeah, I myself personally, I can deal with darkness and Megamine and Kazuma got screwed. Yeah. Uh, but I like. Uh, yeah, I do like Kazuma. He yeah, was good. He he's was the only a good redeeming thing of that entire cast. I can't fucking stand Aqua. She's so oh, fucking annoying. Worst. Yeah, no, I like the main guy from Konosuba. He got screwed over, though. I love how even in Isekai Quartet, he admits to the other characters that, yeah, my team really sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, no, I fucking hated Konosuba. That show was so obnoxious. Yeah. So it was uh, it was Konosuba, it was Overlord, it was uh, Tanya. Tanya the Evil, and, and ReZero. ReZero. ReZero was another show I was not keen on for the most part. And that's because it's the main it's exactly the opposite of konosuba yeah, the, opposite the, of main character, the main character subaru the... is god awful he is he's such a terrible character whereas everyone around him is okay yeah i i liked emilia emilia was great rem and ram are awesome they are uh the others a lot of the other cast all the rest of the whole cast of re-zero is great subaru himself is just an asshole he really god, is. he I was a terrible character I almost gave up on ReZero because of that stretch in the middle where it yeah. was just emo land for like five episodes. Yeah, and then it got really good. And then it suddenly got really awesome once we moved past that. Yeah, the last several episodes in a row yeah, were very good. Yeah, that last little arc of that show was really good. It was like, like episode 19 the to the end was amazing. <laughs> yeah, I know. And that's getting a second season apparently, and I don't know when. Yeah. Yeah. But that uh, Isekai Quartet, that was a trip, especially when they all, when the four mains realized that they, wait, you're, you're an Isekai, like, yeah, like wait, yeah. wait, do you know what Japan is? And they're like, <gasps> <laughs> Tanya was awesome in that. Tanya oh. and the guy from Overlord yeah, yeah, yeah. were best uh, friends. Momunga, I think is his name. I think so, something like that. Yeah, we, we are unfamiliar with we Overlord. We have not actually seen Overlord. We yeah. saw the other three shows that were featured in them. We have never seen Overlord. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Tanya and uh, the guy, the main from Overlord, were they? They got along great. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So yeah, East Sky Quartet. That show was an absolute trip. That was amazing. Uh, and then it was your choice. Yep. And then uh, we finally got around to starting. It finally finished, which I was actually surprised it took as long as it did to finish. But we uh, finally got around to starting the 2019 remake of Fruits Basket. Which, who the hell ever thought that show would see the light of day again? Yeah. 
it gives me hope for the you know the 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 re the, you know the HDification of Higarashi that I would love yes, to see. Yes, I would love to see HD Higarashi. That would be yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah, sixteen by nine, with, updated with clean visuals and fresh animation. Yeah. Oh, that would be amazing. That would be awesome. But yeah, the uh, Fruits Basket originally animated in two thousand one, got a twenty nineteen full remake. And I'm really liking this so far. The visuals are amazing, as you would expect. Uh, the voice acting is a trillion times better, as you would expect. And just the general writing is so much better. Like, I feel like the characters are so much more fleshed out in this one than they were in the original adaptation. It's all there <laughs> it's in all the there. chat. Yeah, the... Yeah, it, it has nothing to do about a basket of fruit. Yeah, there are no baskets of fruit, but it is a good there, show. There's no baskets of anything other than the basket cases of characters that are <laughs> in, the, in the show. Uh, the characters in that show are great. We just got past the part where we first got introduced to Ayami, who is one of my favorites. <laughs> He's so That one's funny. hilarious. A lot of them are hilarious, though. Yeah, it's really funny. I feel like the writing has really emphasized a lot of the more funny quirks of the characters than the original adaptation ever did plus the uh the voice acting is way better the voice acting said. is a million times better yeah which furthermore the 2019 version of aikido is uh voiced by colleen clinkenbeard yep and i did not believe that at all until she we sounds finally nothing got nothing like urza <laughs> yeah yeah uh, urza and a bunch of others that colleen clinkenbeard has done but at the same token the we didn't hear Urza or that typical Colleen Clinkenbeard voice acting thing until Akito. We had this flashback scene where Akito started to yell, and then we're and like, "That's when we started to hear there Urza. It is. There's Urza. There it but is." But yeah, when she's just talking normally, she sounds nothing like Urza. It's actually really impressive because, like I said, Colleen Clinkenbeard has a tendency to have a lot of her characters sound very similar. Mm. This one, I did not realize that it was her at first. Yeah, I really like Akito's new voice. She sounds so awesome. Yeah. Uh, so that that's actually going really good. We're motoring through it, though. We're up to, like, I think 15 or 16 or something mm -hmm. like that. So we're definitely motoring. Yeah, because uh, it's, it's just been really nice to experience the show again. Because I loved the original for as bad as it was, as dated as it looks now. I really liked the it original. Dated when it looked when dated when, when we watched it. Yeah, when it, it was and, new, it, it looked yeah. dated. Like it it was, looked, when it came out, it was dated. It was a very low-budget kind of adaptation back in the day. Yeah, and um, I remember falling off of the show, and I remember vague things about it. Yeah, I remember the characters more than the story in a lot of ways. But, uh, yeah, though, for those who don't know, the uh, Fruits Basket is the origin of my username, is Dark God Akito is the Akito from Fruits Basket, who is the evil god of the Zodiac. Freaking love her. I love her new voice. Her new voice does her so much more justice than the original voice did. Yeah, you two talking about voice actors and not believing that one was another one. That was like yeah. me with Digimon and Dragon Ball Z and slash all the other Dragon Balls in Japanese, because uh -huh. Goku's voice is actually the same voice actor that did Gilmon in Tamers. Really? Yup. That's awesome. <laughs> I would never have guessed yep, that. Yeah, Nozawa Sam did uh, Gilmon's voice in Tamers. Oh, that's really funny, actually. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, those are the three anime that we've seen, or we're currently in the, in the middle process of, of yeah. seeing. Yep. But we saw the other two. But yeah, they're they're all great. Yep. There's too much to watch as it is. I know. Uh, video game wise, I have been uh, not really watching or doing too much with new games. I've been, <clears throat> I've gone back to Satisfactory. 
Uh, I've got aluminum production up and running and also got trains going through part of uh, uh, the base. And uh, trains move way faster than I was expecting. Oh, yeah. They cook. They're, they're, they're moving fast. Uh, so I like that a lot. It was a hell of an undertaking, but it got it going. So I got aluminum sheets going and heat sinks. Uh, and then I've trained heat sinks back to my computer area. And I'm now making turbo motors, which... Uh, I believe the next tier on the space elevator, who knows when that's going to be released, but according to the uh, entry on the satisfactory wiki, you're going to need 2,500 turbo motors, amongst other things, in order to unlock it. By the time that comes around, I will definitely have way more than that. <laughs> and plus, turbo motors are also used for the making of Mark III miners, which uh, definitely speed up production a whole lot. Yeah. Speaking of gaming... Hmm. I wonder here, does anyone remember a certain alpha game called Cube World? I've only ever heard you talk about it. Yeah, to our chat listeners here, do any of you remember this particular game? That was like six years of silence. Yeah, Zaldera, that's the one. There was six years of pretty much silence, then some teaser screenshots started showing up again. I got a uh, notification on the Cube World Discord about a week ago that it's coming out on the 30th of September on Steam. So the game is actually releasing on the 30th of September to everyone. Nice. Me being an alpha backer, I got a Steam key. Very good. So nice. I've actually been playing in the closed beta. I'm going to say I'm really not a fan of the new system. Oh boy. In short, leveling's been removed, and your equipment only works once you've unlocked and completed all the areas in this particular area you're in. If you go over the border, all your equipment's lost, and all your artifacts. Oh, that doesn't sound right. Yeah, it's... I, have... I don't want to be rude to Wally, but it is convoluted. It really is. And... The damage scaling is way the hell off. Like, you make a character now, you are going to get absolutely warped. Mm. You have to avoid everything, even stuff that's on your level, until you find better equipment, which you need to kill shit to get better equipment. But until you complete this area, and the biomes now are a lot smaller. On the alpha version, which I still do prefer, honestly, biomes are huge. Stuff's a lot more set out, yeah, you've got to walk further, but there's a lot more exploration to the game. Yeah. The biomes now, they're a lot more compact with stuff closer together, but... On the original, if you died, you'd respawn at the nearest respawn statue, which were just randomly placed everywhere. Mm-hmm. Now they're, uh, the statue's in its own little shrine, they're quite a ways between each other and you have to actually activate them to use them. Oh boy. So if you get killed by something that's like way too hard to even touch, you can be sent across the whole damn biome back. Which is a bit frustrating I have to say. Hmm. But yeah, I I was playing last night I did finally get an up, a weapon upgrade. It helped a bit but as soon as anything touches me I'm dead. Because... Stuff does, like, 40-50 damage per hit to me. That doesn't sound fun. No, and being a mage, I don't have a lot of hit points to begin with. 
Yeah. And the thing is, the mage has got some of the most survivability right now. Mm. Because water mages are healers. So unless I get my healing straight down underneath me so it's healing as stuff's attacking me, I'm dead. <laughs> and if yeah. there's like more than two enemies on me, I'm well and truly dead. Uh-huh. And if I've got an enemy of a high, harder star level than me, again, I'm dead. <laughs> so yeah, so far I'm not enjoying this compared to the alpha and a lot of people are frustrated at it. Mm. Unlike the majority though, I'm not going to go and slam the poor dude. No. I mean, yeah, you need to listen to your fans a bit more. Um, a lot of them want the old systems back. Uh-huh. And the ability to freely explore without losing the gear they've acquired. Which... Yeah, that part in particular does not make sense to yeah, me. Yeah, I was reading a guide that went up on the Cube World Discord. And it's like... You get this gear that's plus once you clear the area, you know, so it lets you go over the border with it. Mm-hmm. But it only lets you go to adjacent biomes. Well, areas. They're not biomes, they're just areas. But it only lets you go on the adjacent ones. If you go past into the adge- the ones after them, again, your equipment's gone. Yeah, that makes no sense whatsoever. It's In my opinion, it's a step backwards. Mm, sounds like it. But, like I said, unlike a lot of the ones that are raging, sending death threats, being absolute dicks, I'll just say it is my opinion and how it is. I'm not going to say, oh, the dev's an arsehole because he's done this, this, and this. No. Cube World's developer, I mean, it's, game. it's one dude with his wife. Yeah. And yeah, he's a perfectionist, but I don't think this... I think we should have the option to play Classic or this version. Mm. Yeah. If he did that, he would satisfy both types of player. Exactly. If he modified classic Alpha Cube World to work on the newer systems, but keeps, you know, the leveling etc. in and the larger biomes and the classic gameplay, it'd be onto a winner because it'd combine the modern and the old systems. Yeah. And at the same time, if he left the game mode to play newer version, then you'd have uh-huh. that as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's due out in three days, but there is a lot of bugs to fix still. Oh boy. And like I said, people are not happy. Mm. And I'm really worried that when this releases, people are just going to bomb the Steam page with negative reviews. I can see people doing that. Well, it's the internet. Is anyone yeah. surprised? Yeah, but exactly. if the constructive negative reviews, fair enough. Like I said. How often is the internet constructive? Exactly. To be fair, I have seen quite a few constructive criticisms on this. Cube World's uh, community can be actually mature. And you can't, there is quite a few nice people in it. But I'm really worried the guy's going to get absolutely bombed with negative reviews. Because it really does feel like one step forward, two steps back in a lot of places. Yeah. I mean, the thing with Alpha... It ran really damned well for an alpha game. It just used a lot of processor and wasn't optimised. But it was playable with friends or by yourself. Yeah, when it comes to early access games, though, they're almost always not optimised. Yeah. Exactly. Cube World was so popular in alpha because it was 
it was one of them, you know, that just worked out of the box. Yeah, definitely. It worked well. I say, well, there is patches out to fix some of the more annoying bugs, but it worked well enough. Uh-huh. And when it went silent, there's a group that have made a game called Valoran, which is pretty much how Cube World was in Alpha, but completely rewritten in a different language and just altered a bit to make it, you know, more modern. But the generation of that is pretty much the same. I think that, if they keep developing it, is going to be the more popular of the two. Yeah. Especially if they keep the older system with levelling and finding stuff. You know, and actually pushing you to explore. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. I've, so, I've... Sounds like you're having fun with that, though. Sadly, <laughs> yeah. I'm not. <laughs> I was. Oh, I, I, I played it twice. Not, And I don't mean just for, like, two minutes at a time. I spent a good couple of hours both times. Yeah, I gave it its fair share. Mm. I was pretty much just wandering around in circles looking for areas that I could actually do anything in. Mm. That's what I don't like. Well, uh, thankfully I introduced you to a game recently oh, that yeah. is much better and much more fun. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the other day I dragged Kaz into our first session of Divinity. Yeah, as soon as I booted that it was like instant torchlight crossed with D&D crossed with Skyrim. Kinda, yeah. That's a good summary. It's basically D&D is what the game is, but it's so much fun. The shenanigans are real. Yeah. And me... So we're probably gonna be picking that back up again very soon. Yeah, the instant I, I logged on there and this NPC started talking, I just went, can I kill this bitch? <laughs> and then did. The voice acting in Divinity is great. It's uh, Divinity Original Sin 2 is what we were Yeah, playing. I don't know if the devs are actually British or not, but every voice in that game is British. Every single voice in the game is British. I'm fairly certain the team is. And a couple but, of those uh, voice actors are 100% from Skyrim because I can hear the similarity. Yeah. It's a great game. The voice acting is top tier in that game. It's so good. Yeah, that was a pretty good game. Yeah, we're doing a uh, Double Dragon Lone Wolf run, which uh, is going to be interesting to see how that shakes out. Yeah, and, and speaking of uh, going back and playing a game that we haven't done in a while... Mm, uh, good segue. Uh, Dark God and myself are getting back into Factorio, yes, but it's, it's been... not as bad as people might immediately be concerned that no, it is. No, this is actually really, really cool. Uh, we're playing the uh, scenario mod map of uh, Novus Post Collapse, is what yes. it's called. Uh, search on YouTube for Factorio Novus Post Collapse. You're going to come to a mod spotlight by Exterminator. Uh, what it is is it's a uh, it's a mod created within Factorio's map maker that somebody made a scenario out of that is a uh, – it, it's a – fully realized it's something that we've been asking for for the longest time it's mm -hmm. just ex it's an exploration type deal yeah so basically what it is is that he used the map editor to make like a custom post-apocalyptic city yeah that we are currently city slash country and different it's, areas it's really cool it is huge this map is massive it's it over 500 immense. meg for the fi save file yep. i still kind of want to try that game someday we you so Oh, yeah. oh you... we could run you through the ropes with that one. Oh yeah, we can definitely yeah, ease the. It's uh... not the cheapest. <laughs> See, the, uh... I'm very. Frugal. We got it. We, we both got it when it was uh, twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. Yeah. Yep. yeah, it's now thirty dollars now. I'm yep. very, very frugal with games on anything. 
Yeah, the uh, now it's a post-apocalyptic city. That we start out on an island that's kind of not got a whole lot going on there. There's a little town to the south from where we start, but then like there's so much environmental storytelling in this game that it is unreal. Yeah, like in the fact spot that one person made it. The spot where we initially spawn in is made to look like a our ship crashed. Yeah, and you can actually like you can see the debris of the ship. You can see the outline of where the ship you know like is. crashed in. But and also there's you can also see like, like the trail. You can see the exact trail of where we hit the land and where skidded. it would like scarred the land. And it as scarred you the land, in. and it also like all the brush and stuff was like kind of forced. The off trees to the are side. forced away. And and the trees are forced away. At the angles where it looks like something just plowed right through them. Yeah. It was uh it is very well done and there's so much to see. It is well done. Uh there's a lot of stuff to find in the uh, in the town and there's different areas where you could use depending yeah. on a lot of decisions. Mm-hmm. There's biters everywhere. There is. <laughs> uh but yeah, we're in the section now where we've explored a good bit. We haven't seen We haven't been up to the north of the main yeah. city just yet, but we've been yeah. a reasonable way around the city. We've been we've been around. Yeah. Uh but yeah, we're uh, we're now in the position of making science so that we could uh get some more tech so we can actually fight some biters yes it's legit pushback and actually mm-hmm. be able to explore some more sections that are more let's call them heavily populated <laughs> so the, pretty uh, much you to a game and again i've finally got my brain back in gear to actually play games <laughs> yeah and it's also really funny with uh just the way this is set up like, there's so many subtle details that tell a lot about the city where it's like there are certain things where you come to a point where like you know what is this supposed to be it's like wait a minute you start looking at it more closely it's like is this supposed to be like you know there's one point in the city where we found a water treatment plant that at first we thought it was like swimming pools and stuff but it's like no this is set up in such a way where you can see like one pipe leads to another pool leads to another pool leads to another pool and, and, and each one like, gets lighter and lighter yeah, yeah, yeah. in color it starts and it's with like, like dark green water and then it gets a lighter gets green lighter, lighter green colors. and then it's a dark blue and then a lighter blue and a lighter blue yeah and it's like okay this is a water treatment plant that's what that's intended to be like that's really cool environmental storytelling and there's so much of that in this game it's unreal that one person made this yeah, it's shocking. It was only one. Pr- and there's so much going on there's in it too. There's so much going on. Uh, I highly recommend everyone to check out the uh, the mod spotlight that Exterminator did on mm-hmm. no- uh, Novice Post Collapse. Also, I must say we have the most amazing train ever. Oh yes, <laughs> our main train. Like in the in Factoria, the trains, the radars, and the train stations, the train stations, and also the mobile ports. Roboports and labs. It are used to also using, be uh, the oil refineries, but they are no longer. Yeah, they all have randomly generated uh, Kickstarter backer names. So you'll well, put they, something down and it'll be like locomotive, such and such a thing. Or like, you know, Yeah, people, d- different, such different such backers that have supported the game at different levels get their names on their different names items. put into this pool and it randomly pulls yeah, them. And it randomly them. pulls them and assigns them to a, an existing item as the you place train, it. The train that we got was called Aquamarine Snapjaw, <laughs> and it is glorious. <laughs> it's so good. I think we'll put it on our painted it blue to, to be that right color. Yep. Uh, the only other thing I'll say, though, is that you can actually name uh, the trains in Satisfactory, whatever you want. Uh-huh. And I brought up a, a random username generator, oh, yeah. and uh, my train is now called Spud Lemon. <laughs> Okay, that's cool. That is amazing. Yeah, out of all the ones I went through, about fifty of them, and I'm like, eh, Spud Lemon. Spud Lemon, that's awesome. I just randomly call them bollocks. 
<laughs> That's funny. Yep. I still have to show you that train, too, by the way. Yeah. And, uh... But, yeah, I think that's about all we've been doing for gaming. Yeah, on my side, I have... Uh, I picked up the new Zelda that came out this past Friday, which is the remake of Zelda Link's Awakening, which, if anyone wants to feel old right now, when I realized this, I had to pause and look it up just to verify. The original version of Link's Awakening, which came out on Game Boy, is 26 years old. I feel old. Well, Digimon uh, Adventures turned... 20 years old. Yeah, so the original Link's Awakening came out in 1993, and I was just like, oh my god. Feeling old yet? I well, am. think of me, Sonic but 1 came of... out in 1991, and I've been playing it since then. Yeah, the uh, I'm really liking the remake so far. I'll do a proper review on it, maybe next show. Uh, really interesting uh, direction they went with this one. It's very chibi, it's very cute. Uh, very colorful, very vividly colorful, which mm. I really appreciate. It's so nice to look at, just the world and everything around. Oh, and yeah. For the most part, most everything that was in the original is right in its proper place, including certain, like, not only just the secrets, but also, like, certain glitches. I've seen people be like, oh, oh, I wonder if they put this in because it was a popular thing back then and they try it and it works. And it's like, you know, that's just a nice nod to the yeah, fans. the advert for the game's pretty good as well because it started playing old-style music from, like, back then. Yeah, and the, yeah, inst- the Ballad of the Wind The fish. instant that old music started playing, me and Mumbo shot up at the TV. Yeah, it's the Ballad of the Windfish. Such a good song. But, so I'm really enjoying playing that. And then also I am still continuing to play through Fire Emblem Three Houses. Currently still on the Azure Moon route. Uh, going decently well. I'm in December of that first year. And I've also recently picked up the uh, the DLC pass for that game as well. Which is kind of funny. Uh, there was a legitimate leak that happened. Like... Somebody took a photo of, like, I don't know if it was, like, a magazine or if it was something else, but there was a photo that got leaked in Japan that had the specifics of the next DLC wave that comes out. And one of the things that's really caught fire is one of the notes for DLC wave three is the ability to play with the cats and dogs. (laughs) (laughs) So that is going to be awesome. Nice. So really looking forward to that. That'll be a lot of fun. All right. And I do believe at this point in time we need to wrap it I up. I was just Probably. about this to has say been going the long. same thing. Yep. Yep. All right. So uh, we ate before the show, so we're actually good on food for once. Yes. Uh, beached whale, I think, would be a good description between the two of us. <laughs> uh, and Oh, yeah. We both had two giant platefuls right before the show, and oh, I yeah. wanted to keel over. <laughs> mm, yeah. Uh, I don't believe there's much else, really. So, yeah. Uh, final thoughts. Dark God. Uh, sleep. Sleep. Kaz, final thought. Food. Food for Kaz. Uh, I don't know what I have. Uh, I got too many things to do and not enough time to do it. How about that? And I don't believe, and I don't believe there's anything else for that. So the next show will be recorded in two weeks. Uh, uh, disasters pending. Yeah, barring any new schedule with Dark God and also... Yeah, because I do not yet know what my new schedule is going to look like, so we'll say tentatively two weeks. Uh, I'll keep you guys updated on the uh, on Discord. Yeah, we right. might end up changing and, uh, our schedule, yeah. 
Yeah, so yeah. we might not be recording on Thursdays. Maybe we not. We'll have to wait and we'll see. We'll have to wait and see. We're kind of uh, play it by ear. As it stands right now, though, as of recording Thursday, uh, October 10th, looks like when, when we're going to be recording next. Okay, I definitely will not be able to do that show. Right. But card subject to change. We'll see. Yep. Uh, and I don't believe there's anything else. So, until next time, don't choke the chocobo. Bye. See you later. Bye now. And in a tree, I'm not a beacon.